another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, joining me uh, with uh, our cat uh, so lovably settled in her lap mm. is uh, morning uh, host and assistant uh, programming director at 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, uh, Dory Zori, is joining me today to talk a little bit about what she does, why she does it. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I mean, how could I turn down a podcast called Mr. Nice Guy when God. I kind of figure I'm like a Miss Nice Gal? Sure. There you go. It's, it would be weird if yeah. we didn't talk eventually, right? right? It ha yeah. It's it's kind of like at that point, it's like it's just the right thing to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I like to think of myself as a nice guy, but you know, sometimes like the world forces us to not be as nice as we want to be, mm -hmm. you know, but, but yeah, today, survival, exactly. <laughs> uh, but today I'm feeling like a nice guy. Good. Uh, how are you today so far? I'm good today. You know, it's been, we were talking a little bit before we started about some challenges of being on the air, especially when something um, major happens in your city that is devastating. Yeah. But then I was thinking about, you know, every day something devastating happens to somebody in the city and it yeah. doesn't make the news. And so sometimes the weight of that is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's also like gives you all the feels and makes you human and then you feel emotions. And that's what it's really all about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that like you have, you know, you do have such a like crucial job with, you know, being with broadcasting mm -hmm. that news and also like being a voice that's representative of the station. It's like, you want to make sure that like you accurately and carefully like, you know, take into consideration the sensitivity. Yeah. And that, that is a huge challenge for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it, it has been a very, very rough day for the city, uh, in the past 24 hours. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope that, um, you know, we can rally together, come together, you know, be there for each other. And yeah, like, I mean, rest in peace to the six victims yesterday of the shooting at Miller Coors. It is, it's rough for sure. One of the things though, that happens during these kind of times for me, whether it's, you know, a national thing or a personal thing, I am very fortunate that, um, if you're, and I think a lot of people, if they're are their eyes and hearts are open you can see extreme beauty in times like this mm -hmm. so um absolutely for example i gave away concert tickets today right oh, to the wow. luminaires or something and the woman who called to win was so excited to win she loves the luminaires she didn't have the money to get tickets and she was having a bad week mm -hmm. her own True. and she was telling me how this has really changed her day around and as soon as she said it the sun came out from behind the clouds oh. and like we have a window in the studio and it just kind of like lit up the studio in a beautiful way. Yeah. And I, it just like was something that I got to notice. And it's one of those little things I think sometimes the universe can send to you and a lot of people can miss it. And I certainly do a lot, but I didn't today because mm -hmm. I think just being extra sensitive about everything. So there's also yeah. those moments You're that absolutely right. filled in with today. So, I mean, it's, it's not a bad day, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, yeah, that is kind of like amazing that like just like that that natural illumination occurred. Like, just it was so perfectly corresponding with making this woman's day. Like, mm -hmm. that's that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, I feel like that's you know that's like uh, the the energy of the universe mm -hmm. in some ways. Um, yeah, like today. Um, Actually, this morning, I just finished uploading uh, all my episodes from 2019. So I saved the last two <laughs> for the one I did with my mom and the one I did with my dad. And this morning, I uploaded the one with my dad. And it's really funny. Go check it out. <laughs> it's, it's very entertaining. I'm going to uh, get comfy, too. Is that cool? Please do it. Yeah, of course. Hey, we're... <laughs> River West, baby. Yeah, we're, this was my home for cozy. like eight years before I moved to Bayview. Oh, nice. So yeah. just driving back through River West today, I was like, oh. Memory lane. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, but um, it was also, but at the same time, kind of speaking to how it was beautiful, it was fun, mm -hmm. it was like, you know, just me hanging out with my dad. It was also very like, um, it was impactful at the same time because my dad shared his story about uh, being sober for almost six years mm. and uh, 
like he described in detail like what made him decide to and like you know the struggles he had like with our failing like small business and like you know he was definitely vulnerable but we also used throughout that like you know we used a lot of humor a lot of love and just kind of like uh reflection together on everything and that and so well you so you lived that right yeah what was the thing that you learned the most from him sharing his story in that way? Is, was there, like, a big revelation that you mm. were like, whoa? Well, that's a good question, actually. Um, I'd say that one of the biggest ones is realizing how much I wasn't uh, aware of as it was happening, like, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a kid, like... You don't see it in an no. adult way, right? Exactly. Because, like, you know, up until, like, I was, like, you know, in high school, like, I was... You know, like I just played a bunch of video games. Like I didn't, I didn't That's like right, right, yeah. You know, <laughs> like innocent, little, like uh, you know, shy and and uh, angsty kid for sure. Um, but I didn't quite have the mindfulness, mm-hmm. um, understanding how the component of like him, his relationship with alcohol, like how like how it influenced like the atmosphere of like our family and our home life, but also being cognizant of the fact that like I was growing up dealing with like a lot of my own insecurities and like emotional like difficulties. And as many kids do like growing up, um, you know, in such a like pressurized social (laughs) climate. So like it it definitely, it makes you look at things a lot differently Mm -hmm. than like, it's like, wow, like, I was just glued to the TV this whole time while my parents were talking about like, you know, how much money they lost one year, yeah. you know, like when the recession happened. So, uh, yeah, like stuff like that. It's just like, um, you know, like, like, like you said, like being an adult, you definitely, um, you're just a lot more mindful of your surroundings and also those that you love when going, watching them go through distress, mm-hmm. like does you, you're able to like, you, you grow into that empathy yeah. a lot more, you know? I think there was a moment that I can remember where um, I actually might worked at the same place my mom did for a while when I was maybe 18 or 19. We worked closely together. It was this factory in Maguanago that made mm. wedding stuff. And sure. so we were working, like, making these ironing wedding books or something together. And there was just a moment where we were joking around, and it hit me like I saw my mom as not my mom only. I saw her as, like... A woman a grown-up a human mm-hmm. and it really kind of changed our relationship in like the best possible way mm-hmm. and I'll just, I think about that moment a lot yeah like when you go from being a kid and looking at your parents in one way to seeing them as like how they really are you mm-hmm. know they have a life before you Absolutely. that was very similar to like, right what yeah. you might experience. exactly yeah like you see them it's like wow like you know I've always been so like you know dependent on my mom or my dad or like and I've always seen them as, like, somebody that, like, I am so dependent on. But then just, yeah, growing up and seeing them, like, wow, like, you know, my, my mom has been through some shit. You know, my mom gets sad. She gets anxious or, you know, she gets, she deals with this, she deals with that in a lot of ways that, like, you and I might, you know. And, yeah, like, seeing people less as an object and or something that you benefit from and more yeah just as a human being yeah um i remember taking a comm class in college that like really like we had a really in-depth discussion about that and it is like that's real for sure like now i like you know is there a term for that moment like in your life when you start seeing your parents uh probably is probably is yeah (laughs) always saying i love you like when we're done talking on the phone because if we don't talk nearly as often as we used to you Mm -hmm. know stuff like that Oh, cool. Yeah. What, what a nice what a nice thing to be able to do podcasts with both your mom and your dad. Yeah, yeah. It, they were really nervous. <laughs> but That's so cute. Oh, though. yeah. Dad, My dad was like, oh, I have nothing interesting to say. I don't know why you want to interview me. But it, it turned out to be so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of them for sharing their stories. Um, shout out to them. Also, I did my taxes this morning. That was nice, too. <laughs> He's an account. Do you have a card laying around? I didn't do my taxes yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. It's one of those things where just you just kind of put it off until you just have, like, a window of time where you have 
nothing Especially else. if you know you're not getting a big refund, what's the rush? Mm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, I mean... Yeah, like I, I knew I'm I'm gonna need that money uh, once the time <laughs> comes, but still, like, damn, I don't. This isn't even like that much, damn. But, mm-hmm. but um, I digress. Uh, so what we talk about on Mister Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and um, so I've uh, I've been familiar with you for quite some time, as I have like gotten to know the the folks over at eight eight nine more and um, getting to know like kind of what we were talking about before, like how everyone is like so unique and different mm-hmm. and brings like their own personality, their own, you know, flair to the workplace there. And I just met up with Aisha the other day. Shout out to Aisha. She's, she seriously is. You guys are going to be so excited as you get to know her better and Oh, better. I'm stoked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's so great. Did she talk about sharks? She did talk about okay, sharks. Good, good. And salmon. Salmon. Salmon mm-hmm. fishing, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about polar bears mm-hmm. because uh, she like actually like protects tourists from polar bears in Alaska. That's what she did all summer yeah. last year. And she's still got two more months to go in like her like uh, contract thing with it. So, Chuck Aisha. <laughs> Wait, so she asked off for work for two months. We can find her in Alaska. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That could be... That, that'd be an expedition oh, fun yeah uh but yeah i had a ton of fun you know i've support i've seen like um all the work that y'all have done with like supporting the local music mm-hmm. doing the four and four lives but also highlighting you know uh, local businesses local organizations i mean, like 88 night is like what the city needs culturally it's a huge huge like um, liaison between like people that are eager to get involved in Milwaukee's culture and uh, Milwaukee's talent and everything, and uh, with like those that have a platform mm-hmm. to do so. Right. So, I guess on that note, I'd like to hear a little bit about your own background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you like, where you come from, like what you were interested in growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go for it. So. What I was interested, what I always thought I would be when I was little was something in medicine, right? So mm. there was a moment where I wanted to be a coroner because I used to watch Quincy with my grandparents oh. or some kind of surgeon. I used to watch like open brain surgeries on whatever oh, wow. crazy PBS channel would Damn. show open brain surgeries Damn. or open heart surgeries. Wow. Very strange. On PBS? On PBS. It had to be because that was um, in the 70s and oh, right. there was no yeah. cable. <laughs> but, um dating myself just a little bit there so I always thought I'd do something in medicine and that's um but I always had a passion for music like I feel I say this a lot my mom gave me my first DJ job when we were really little she would be in the kitchen cooking we had a record player and a bunch of records and I would get to pick out what records we would Mm -hmm. listen to um and we'd have dance parties in the living room where we'd listen to music all the time so yeah so I've always loved music thanks to my mom and my dad um he had a jukebox what were some of your like first uh loves music wise Mm -hmm. well my mom loved the Beatles classic so she had all the Beatles albums she was also into Motown Mm. so I still love both of those things today and then um I used to come home from kindergarten we lived with my grandparents for a while and there would be um, Elvis movies on in the oh, afternoon, right, so right. I would watch Elvis movies with my grandma. So there was Elvis music cool. as well. Did you uh, see the new movie yesterday? Not yet. It's I, it, I liked it a lot. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's on my list. Yeah. of movies to see. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking cute mm-hmm. for sure. And like you know, <laughs> sometimes you need that. Oh yeah, and it, but it's also hysterical too because like. Not only the Beatles, but a couple other like crucial like pop culture things just somehow get erased from reality, and it's kind of interesting to see how like, things, how life is without those things in like mm, that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they get rid of like Coca Cola is never a thing in that movie either. Ooh, that's probably a great. Thing. Everyone only drinks Pepsi. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> just soda in general would be good to get yeah, rid of. Yeah, I agree. I totally <laughs> agree. Uh, they also get rid of cigarettes in that movie. Also, would be good to get rid of yeah. on that same level, but I like that. It's but yeah, like um, yeah, no, it's I highly recommend yesterday. And to move it up in the queue. Do it. Okay. Nice. So um, yeah, so I was interested in that kind of stuff. Um, I actually, when I graduated from high school, I thought I was going to be a radiologic technician. Did you grow up here? 
Um, I grew up in McGuanago. Oh, right. So okay. just outside Big Bend of McGuanago. Um, but I was lucky enough to kind of just live in the same place and go to the same, you know, in the same school system for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I thought I would do. I went to school for a minute moment of time to care, uh, not Carol. Cardinal Stretch, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's where I thought I was going to go into medicine. And then um, I missed getting into some sort of program I needed to get into to start like clinical stuff. It's very expensive there. And so I thought, you know, I didn't get any scholarships or didn't have money put aside. Um, so I thought I'd take like a little time off sure. and go back, which of course like never happened. And that's mm-hmm. where I kind of started going to dance clubs. I've always loved concerts. My mom took us to our first concerts when I was really little too. Um, first show, Lenny and the Squig Tones. Oh, wow. Which is a band that Lenny and Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley had in okay. real life. Interesting. And they toured and they were at the Paps Theater. Oh, nice. But my mom was always taking us to shows, so we were wow. always down to Summerfest. Mm. So um, live music was always super fun and going to shows was super fun. So um, instead of going back to college, I just went to dance clubs, underage dance oh, clubs, nice. two or three times a week, and then when I turned 21, it's a plethora of places to be. But that's right. where I ended up um, meeting pretty much uh, my core friends that I have now were back in those early days, right mm-hmm. after I turned when I was 20, 21. Sure. Which is really kind of amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's uh, interesting to see how that, like, uh, what was the same and what was different, like, cultural-wise, mm-hmm. like, in, like, the dance club scenes mm-hmm. back then versus now. So different. Yeah, I can't even think of a place now that has the kind of music that would be played in the variety it was played in at the places we went to. So Mad Planet was always, like, a retro thing, but mm-hmm. there's a place called the Esso, Esoteria, okay. off of North Avenue, which, you know, would play a block of, like, um... Britpop, and then it would mm. play a, like Chemical Brothers and oh, yeah. Fatboy Slim, but then it would play like Beastie Boys and Public mm-hmm. Enemy, and then it would go on and play like Rage Against the Machine. And yeah. so, like, I feel like my career was nurtured in so many different ways, including going to dance clubs all the time, because that's really where I discovered a lot of music. It's from mm-hmm. the DJs there. Is you know pre-internet, pre-cell yeah, phone, pre-Spotify, yeah. pre-AOL, pre-AOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that's kind of you know where I learned about music, and then around the same time when I was twenty, barely twenty, my friend Scott had a overnight show at WMSE. Oh, sure. Did like a three a.m. to six a.m. show, wow. and he um, and I had discovered WMSE when I was still in high school, mm-hmm. like blew my mind yeah. that there was a station that was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, they still are great. Yeah. Still are great. I'm still a big supporter. Right, I'm going to sure. shout out to Tom Crawford. Oh, yeah. Who had been there since day one and, and really kind of gave me like this next step in my life that I didn't realize I needed. So I went and helped my friend fill in for a show so he could study for exams. Mm-hmm. He put, I would just, you know, it was kind of like rebel radio back then. Oh, sure. I just kind of got on the mic. I probably was half crying when I was talking. I was so nervous. Then I came back the next week so we could study more. And then he graduated and I took over his show because that's kind of what you could do in the middle of the yeah, night there. Sure. Um, and then I ended up, for the most part, like having a show at WMSE um, consistently from like 93 to 2012 when I left to go to follow a career path at 88.9. So, you know, a big part of who I am is thanks to WMSE introducing me to not only like great radio, but community because mm-hmm. they are all about community. They are all about local musicians and being able to support that in a, a big way. And that's different than 88.9 too. Plus, you know, just been doing it longer. There's so mm-hmm. much history there. So a big part of who I am today and my 88.9 life couldn't have been possible without WMS. Oh yeah. And totally. Tom Crawford. Well, that's beautiful mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, you had such an extensive career with like a great station and transitioned into another great station, yeah. you know? How lucky are we in Milwaukee to have two stations like that when a lot of cities don't even have a station anywhere close to that right, that are yeah. bigger markets than totally. we are so mm-hmm. it's a big part of why I am who I am because of that and WMSC was a volunteer gig right DJs are on the air for like three hours mm-hmm. you get to play whatever you want but it's a volunteer gig and so I was lucky enough you know doing insurance and mortgages trying to find my way like to make a living while mm-hmm. still being able to do something that's passionate about so yeah, pretty cool. Totally. So, uh, so was because um, I, I know that like, uh, you know, 
as we were saying before, that WMSC like does a lot of like local broadcasts of like mm-hmm. like sessions with like local musicians mm-hmm. and um, and eighty eight nine all like does that too with four one four live. Uh, was that like a thing like? Uh, the whole time when you were at WMSC? Um, You know, when I was at WMSC and 88.9 started, I feel like the the mission and the goals were very similar to what it is right now, but the execution of it wasn't... I feel like they had to wait a while to find their footing and have the right people in place. So when 88.9 started and I was at WMSC, um, I admired a lot of what they did, especially community stories. So, yeah. you know, we would do these really great PSAs and like get everyone's messages out at WMSC, but community stories, they allocated funds for a producer to go out into the community and talk to people and share stories in a, in a different way. Um, so I always admired that. Um, I didn't really think about working over there until really close to when I left in 2012. So and 88 and I started in 2007. So I didn't really have a desire to like jump ships, so yeah. to speak, even though I think both stations are amazing and well needed in, in Milwaukee and totally. provide great services in their own way. But it wasn't until um, close to 2012 when Jordan Lee, who's a good shout friend of mine, Jordan. shout out to Jordan, who changed my life forever, mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, we had seen each other at a beer festival or something. We're just like, oh, it would be so fun if we could DJ together because he started out at WMSC as a DJ on a mm. hip hop show. Mm. So did Marcus actually he had a oh. program right before I did on also WMSC. Also shout out to Marcus. So you know, Tom Crawford said once like WMSC is this really great like not training camp, but it was a baseball analogy. So sports. Sure. But um, how you know we are so lucky to start there and then be able to turn like a passion and what's kind of a hobby right into an actual career where you can build on that. So totally. I will always be thankful and grateful. But yeah, I didn't really think about going over there until Jordan and I were talking about a year before he offered me the job. Um, and because I hadn't even thought about what I was going to do. I was trying to figure out my way in life. With sure. Banking and financial stuff, oh, which yeah. is like the opposite of what I wanted to originally right. do, which I couldn't anymore because I pass out if I have to like get blood drawn for myself. So, mm-hmm. uh, open yeah. heart surgeries, probably nobody right. would want me doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, but, kid, no kidding. Um, well, uh, damn, that, that is kind of like that. I feel like that happens a lot. I mean, especially like you know, in college, like you'll enter you'll enter it like thinking having a completely different perception of mm-hmm. yourself and the environment that you envision yourself in right. until like that one friend or that one opportunity comes by and you're like you know I'm just going to try this out yeah I'm just going to be I'm just going to like it wouldn't hurt to just see if I like this mm-hmm. and you do it and it completely changes everything for you. Yeah. Like, that's, that's such a cool transformation. To that's go why through. I think like internships and volunteer work is so very important. And although like, you know, my mom instilled a lot of really great values in me, we never volunteered and I, we never like did any internships or were encouraged to do that. And I think now I see like so many young folks, mm-hmm. you know, wanting that to be a part of what they want to do, not only because they want to give back to the community, but they want to like test the waters and see what the right fit is because big props to anyone who mm-hmm. knew what they wanted to do yeah. and didn't waver from that are, and are happy doing it. Exactly. Like when they're young, cause yeah. what percentage of people get right. that opportunity? Yeah. Like, I don't know how I did. I just, I picked it and just stuck with it. Like, I, I didn't see myself doing anything else in life. Uh, what it, What was there a moment for you where you realized like journalism is what I want to do? And what was that? Uh, I was broadcasting in high school, mm-hmm. definitely. Oh, because you stationed at yes. school. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Homewood Flossmer High School, WHFH <laughs> 88.5. Are they still around? Yeah. North, oh, yeah. In, outside of Chicago? Yeah, yeah, South Suburbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely that. Uh, I also we had a VTV, our TV station, and I anchored like the high school announcements and stuff. So I think it was just have being able to like just be myself, like in that. I just felt like it was a it was an outlet for myself to just like be fun and be mm. passionate and like, like it was what you make of it kind right. of thing, you know. Um, but. Yeah, like, um, in the journalism program at UWM, like, we were encouraged to do, like you mentioned, internships. We were encouraged to do three. Um, 
one in the fall, mm-hmm. one in the uh, spring, and then one over the summer. Mm-hmm. I ended up only doing two. Um, I did a, a summer one and a fall one, but where? Uh, WUWM. Oh, perfect. Yes, uh, that was um, when I was a sophomore, and then I did uh, Channel Twelve over the summer. That was really fun. Yeah. I, I really liked... What did your inter- internship at Channel 12 look like? Uh, shadowing a lot of reporters. Ooh. So I got to go out on stories and stuff like That's that. That's dope. You weren't, like, getting people's coffee and... Oh, no. No, I was, I was no That's gopher. That's legit. That's <laughs> yeah. legit. Yeah. I got to put together a, a reporter package um, with one of the stories I went out on. Like, it was, was kind of cool to see things in action, for sure. Mm-hmm. But after that, that was actually after that internship was when I decided I wanted to do music journalism because I decided, hey, like, this hard news stuff is cool and all, but, like, I want to have fun with it, you know? Yeah. But, um, so when you started, uh, what was your position at 889? Uh, it was morning show host. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. And then I also was a community stories producer, so I was oh, responsible sure. for going out and producing two community stories cool. a week. It was audio production. Nice. Which I didn't know anything about, and I yeah, got yeah. to learn real quick, which was also like a fun skill to have. Yeah. Although it's not like my passion, I can put together something if I have to, so. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Doesn't uh, Salam do that now? She does. She's Shout amazing. out to Salam. Shout out to Salam, who started as an intern and now is an employee. She's killing it. She is yeah, killing it. Salam. Bringing this point of view that we sorely needed as a young woman and a young woman, uh, young non-white woman. And if she yeah. just does it because she's passionate about it. She doesn't do it because it's checking boxes. Right, yeah. And her approach to stories is so fresh and great. Totally. I love it. Yeah, like just that, that like natural instinct mm-hmm. of like finding people that are just doing really interesting things. Yeah, someone's going to snag her up soon. We're not going to have her forever. <laughs> cherish every moment. Oh yeah, Islam. most certainly. Um, so, so you're still doing the morning host thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I didn't want to give that up. Oh yeah. What, uh, what's your time slot? 6am to 10am Monday through Friday. Oh wow, so you are an early bird. My... 20, 30-year-old self would have been really upset that my day starts when I used to get home every day. Mm. But now, you know, a little maturity, a little growth. Yeah. I'm cool. The first 10 minutes when the alarm goes off is the worst. Mm-hmm. Once I actually get to work, which is like 10 minutes away, and play that first song, it just all changes. Oh, yeah. And I'm just so happy and lucky. And again, we get to be ourselves on the radio. We yeah. don't have to come up with a persona or write, you know, write down a list of topics we're going to talk about or gags or bits no offense to that there's a place like in life for that kind of morning radio but so i just get to be myself yeah good bad geeky nerdy (laughs) music lover there you go kind of sometimes mispronounces stuff but not on purpose that's I love that I mispronounce I've 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 botched up so many people's names on this show. like like I I get it like but that's awesome that's I mean that's the kind of person I want to hang out with is mm-hmm. the geeky nerdy music lover mm-hmm. that just is goofy and has fun like yeah. um and plus you know that's why we drink a lot of coffee right? oh my gosh yeah I do now yeah I do now yeah. for sure but or green tea green Rishi tea wants to sponsor uh, yeah. me. JK. You heard her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I guess something I'm interested in is, like, so being a morning host mm-hmm. and playing, you know, the music you want to play and whatever, like, do, is there, like, any, I guess, like, um, distinguishing characteristics between music you guys play in the morning versus when you play it uh, other times of the day? Yeah, a little bit. So 889's format is kind of like similar throughout the day so there's a a mix of songs from all like genres so you'll hear in an hour you could hear wilco and the national Mm. against lizzo and chance the rapper with you know the black keys mixed in and sharon jones right so that kind of mix runs throughout the day but within like the new music that we play we are allowed not only to kind of put our voice in there so i love chicks that rock in any way whether it's dance music or Mm -hmm. whatever um and then i have partial like love for the 80s because you know that's my decade totally but um and then marcus you know he'll you'll hear that 
a little bit more world music and then Aisha's bringing her own flavor and Nate brings his own flavor so like 6A to 6P really sounds pretty similar with the little sprinkles in of different but then um, Tariq really gets to do Rhythm Lab Radio so he kind of like delves into the future and plays a lot of like rhythmic stuff mm -hmm. a lot of remixes stuff that is really really important to play but we don't do it throughout the day necessarily sure. as often as he does so after nine there's like a, a little bit of a shift okay. but for the most part you know you get to hear a lot of the same stuff it's just it's kind of like a cooler chiller like nighttime vibe yeah right yeah you know? totally because i know that like um like i grew up listening to xrt mm -hmm. in chicago like i listened to it I had this thing where I couldn't sleep without like some kind of like light noise, so I'd always keep the radio on all night. And XRT had a oh. lot of like late night jazz, mm. you know, you know, burrowing into your subconscious. Yeah, freeform jazz, which was excellent, uh, excellent stimulation for like falling asleep and sure. having freaky dreams. And yes, <laughs> and some uh, weird surrealist imagery. <laughs> Um, but, uh, speaking of Wilco, I am seeing them in a couple weeks at, uh, the Sylvie. Ooh, Anyways. nice. I have not been there yet. Oh, uh, neither have I. It'll be my first time. It'll be interesting. I'm excited to hear, um, what you think of the place. I've heard, I've heard lots of different stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, is Wilco one of your favorite bands? I, yeah, I love Wilco. Oh, so you are like, <laughs> oh, totally. I'm more into like, their like, um, kind of like their early 2000s stuff, but I also really love the, the, the self-titled album with the camel on it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like that. I feel like that album has some of their best like pop hits. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Wilco's like a big, I mean, it's like this classic jangly Chicago dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see them. It'll hit close to home for sure. Do you wear your Wilco shirt to a Wilco show? I don't have a Wilco shirt. If you did, in in theory, in general, in practice, I don't do that too mm -hmm. much. No, mm -hmm. um, I don't like. I. It's a debate we have a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess like uh, it's not like something I think consciously about too much. <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna rock this Lizzo shirt yeah, at right. the Lizzo concert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, There's pros and cons, really. Yeah, like I mean, I've like. My, like, my favorite band is Animal Collective, mm -hmm. and, like, I have an Animal Collective hoodie um, that I did wear to their show a couple of years ago, um, but other than that, like, you know, other than, I feel like it's just kind of like a, I mean, it is like a pride thing, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, it's not like I'm gonna, like, you know, cozy up next to my favorite band at the end of the night and be like, I was "Oh my god!" Your first two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess it's not like that necessary, but you can if like you know you just kind of want it if it makes you feel good and makes, yes. yeah, mm -hmm. if it makes you feel like you'd enjoy the experience more. Yeah. What do you think? I don't think that there's a wrong answer for that. Mm -hmm. I say you do what makes you happy. Right. I'm That's, not. I'm yeah. not cool. It's so cool that I can't wear a band T-shirt to the yeah. concert. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I also have a, sh a a Shins shirt. That's like, it's cool. It's like a cool design. My sister got it for me for Christmas a couple of years ago. But like, it's like bright yellow, mm -hmm. and it's like. <laughs> I, it's definitely very noticeable. Mm -hmm. It's not a shirt I can really wear as an undershirt with like anything, you know? So like it shines through when yeah, it's on top of it. Yeah, totally. So like mm -hmm. that's I feel like I would wear a shirt like that at a, a shin show because mm -hmm. it's such a like profound like visual thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so what? Uh, so speaking of uh, new music, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're fresh into twenty twenty here. Mm -hmm. Uh, have you been uh, finding anything exciting and new, like, lately? Yeah, so I got to do something super cool that I don't usually get to take advantage of in the business I'm in, where a label flew me out to New York mm. for, like, 48 hours, Ooh. and you get to get put up in a hotel. Justin Barney got to do it and mm. interview nice. Tom York. Oh, dope. He got yeah. to do it for... Um, oh, yeah, I think I did see him, like, Big post Thief. This, yeah. yeah. So, I know he loves Big Thief. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's these really like cool experiences that we've nurtured with the labels and the artists. Um, so there are four stations in the whole country that beggars flew out to New York, um, mm. and it's the ones that played U.S. the band U.S. Girls. Oh, sure. The most. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah, them. yeah. 
Um, so I just got to go out there and hear, um, get to see a show at night, and then the next day we went to Bunker Recording Studios in mm -hmm. Williamsburg. Cool. And so the band is like an eight-piece band. They were set up there. We got to be in the control room while they were videotaped and recorded playing um, like six or seven of their new songs and then Pearly Gates that we play. So we got to hear a lot of these songs for the first time and it was really, really exciting, not only because of the experience in general, but because um, Meg, um, the leader of the band, is amazing and a fantastic, gracious human. Mm -hmm. But their music is really good too. Like it's kind of this dancey rock sort of that gets you moving and grooving, but then when you listen to the lyrics, especially the stuff that's on this new album, it's political and social and yeah. devastatingly heartbreaking, but also like clever. And that is kind of like my favorite stuff, right? Yeah. When you're dancing like to Robin and you're grooving and then you realize she is singing about like heartbreak. Yeah. So you can like maybe dance and like feel the feels at the same time is like kind of a magical moment in music yeah. for me. For me, a band that's really good at that is Stereo Lab. Mm. They're super like super political like mm. radically left industrial revolution but it's so like it's just this future pop mm -hmm. noise going on uh, and you're like flowers yeah flowers. yeah and it's so much fun and like it's like these really weird like song titles and stuff like mm -hmm. i i also love artists that do that mm -hmm. where it's got such a pop appeal but it's also saying something very like profound mm -hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. I'd say this morning I listened to the new King Cruel record. I've not heard that yet. It's very interesting. Okay, cool. cool it's cool. Uh, very, like, uh, despondent, but also, like, just really watery and wavy mm -hmm. and, like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're too familiar with King Cruel's music. I am not. Oh, sure. I saw, we just got some sort of email about the new album being out. Is oh, it yeah. just come out recently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a couple days ago. Um, yeah, he's like this weird, he's, his music's really hard to classify, but it's like kind of this like watery, like post-punky, like um, jazz mm -hmm. kind of, and his he's got a very distinct like bellowing voice, mm -hmm. uh, British dude. Yeah. Um, I recommend it for sure. Nice. Um, yeah. So one of my things that I promised myself I would do in 2020 is, so we play a lot of singles and we listen to a lot of music every day and play a lot of music and it's not necessarily everything I would choose because mm -hmm. we appreciate like everyone's got different musical choices. Life would be so boring if we all yeah. had the same stuff. Right. So um, the last couple of years being on 88.9 for so, you know, so many hours of every week, I stopped listening to music outside of work. Um, and just let my husband do the soundtrack yeah. for our house because he's got different tastes right. than I do. So in 2020, I kind of was like, this is the year I'm going to get back into albums again because that's the one thing I miss about WMSC is like listening to entire albums. Yeah. So um, this week, I just, I also been putting headphones in um, while I'm like cooking or doing crap around the house or maybe just laying around so I can really concentrate on the music and not be distracted by like 50 other things. Right, yeah. So this week, I listened to... Um, do you know Krungbin and Liam Bridges? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have not, so I've been listening to Texas Sun for a couple months. We've been playing it, but that whole EP is gorgeous. Mm, yeah. It kind of like took me on a little journey. Like, I, first of all, I was done like washing dishes and I was like, holy cow, where did the time go? But like, it just allowed me to like daydream. There's mm -hmm. something about them together, like yeah. his like soulful vocal stylings and then. Like, some of their songs are so funky. Like, you don't realize how funky they are until you're listening in headphones and you're, like, breaking down yeah. their, like, rhythms, their world rhythms. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. So that is another one I would recommend listening totally. to. Totally. Yeah. In its entirety with awesome. headphones on. I will. Maybe I, while doing dishes. I certainly will. Yeah. Right. I got to do some <laughs> after this, actually. So it's it's always nice to, like, do housework with some oh, music, yeah. right? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, yeah, I know Krongbin, uh, they came, they opened for King Gizzard and the Lizard mm -hmm. Wizard a couple of years ago mm -hmm. when they were here. Yep. Um, and then Leon Bridges, actually, last summer at the uh, BMO yeah. Harris Pavilion. I feel like mm. that's maybe where they met up and went. Oh, tight. You're cool. You're cool. Let's Damn. do something. Let's collab. Let's collab. Let's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like what you said about, like, getting back into albums because 
that was something I got into very late. Mm. Um, like I was, you're a younger generation that was just like, give me singles, singles <laughs> and shazamming every song mm-hmm. that I like and being like, Oh yeah, throwing this on the playlist, whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't until like my sophomore year of college, I really started immersing myself in albums. I see your record player. What Th- those rec- are, those are actually my roommates. Oh, okay. Mine are in my room, oh. but yeah, she does have a good collection though. What record is on your record player right now? Do you know? Um, I actually just took it off and put it back in the sleeve, but I uh, had a Caliucci's. Oh, it's so good, yeah. Nice, nice. And what one's on your roommates? Um, this one right now is uh, Sufjan Stevens, mm-hmm. Carrie, and Lowell. Nice. I did not get him until I saw him play. It was either Coachella. I forgot what came first, Coachella or um, Eau Claire. Mm. And then it just kind of like the beauty of his show and his music finally connected yeah. when I saw him perform it. And now I, I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those experiences to see in person to like really like understand like what he's like in auditory form, like mm-hmm. what he's saying versus like the visual component yeah. being there too. Yeah. Like I, I actually, the same thing I saw his performance and I think it was like Jimmy Fallon or something like that. And he had these, Oh, this really colorful, like, elaborate costume. Is he wearing his wings? Yeah, wings with, like, uh, a bunch of, like, backup dancers mm-hmm. and all these other musicians doing goofy stuff, too. Like, that's And that's why the live component of music is crucial, mm-hmm. like, in, like, uh, juxtaposed with, like, listening through, like, the album and listening to just, like, what an artist is doing because, like, what, and that's honestly, like, I think that just visual components of any, like, that's why I filmed the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it just helps you understand and connect and engage more on so many different ways. Like, I, like, I'm really, really love concerts and, like, there's just, like, there's some artists that I don't even listen to that often, mm-hmm. like, on my own time, mm-hmm. but, like, I just really want to see their show because... Yeah. I want to like understand it like by like you know just the entire sensory experience mm-hmm. you know I really liked Radiohead and then I saw Radiohead and my mind like exploded Yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> totally So good so good and then Tom York too his solo stuff this year came mm-hmm. through and that was one of the best shows that I didn't think I would love that much and so now Ed O'Brien's coming through Oh yeah and I feel yeah. like you know he's got some shit to live up to yeah his live shows right. it's at turner so that'll be interesting too yeah oh yeah that'll be fun i mm-hmm. just saw that built a spill got announced at mm-hmm. turner in august mm-hmm. that'll be really fun mm-hmm. um yeah you, live music like gives me life oh it, it, yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah like it's um you know like just that that feeling of like walking away from a show and being like i understand mm-hmm. this artist and what they're about and even hearing like the banter between like the songs and like yes. getting a, a a glimpse of like the artist's character and their persona mm-hmm. like all of it yeah, yeah. like you it breathes fresh air into like why you like fell in love with yeah that artist in the first place some of the best between songs banter for me out of the artists that I love, Tegan and Sarah. Have you ever oh, seen them? I haven't seen them, oh, no. So good, so good. That'd what about fun. you? Like, what's your best, like, show, inner show banter? That's a good question. Because uh, not everybody can do it well mm-hmm. or should do yeah, it. Yeah, right. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen it fail pretty <laughs> miserably. Like, I love you, M.I.A. Yeah. <laughs> There's some local bands I've seen that kind of are pretty awkward with that stuff. But um, You can also make awkward awesome. But yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just Sometimes not. it just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that um, good ones I've seen. Uh, actually, I saw Deer Hunter last summer, and uh, Bradley Cox was really funny. Like, he kind of, like, roasted himself. Like, mm-hmm. when he was, he was like, I look like I'm going to a recital right now. Because he was wearing this really <laughs> nice, like, maroon, like, button-up with, like, that was tucked in with, like, khakis and like like he was talking about like loving cardi b and i was like oh mm-hmm. my goodness i love this mm-hmm. another one is more. yeah exactly another one uh matt berenger from the national oh yeah 
He's funny. He is funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've seen him be funny. Like his show at Summerfest this year I thought was really, really oh, great. Sure. But then I've also seen it where I'm like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about right now, dude. I, th- I know they get kind of drunk. Yeah. So yeah. same with Modest Mouse. They get really mm-hmm. drunk. When I saw them, uh, they I saw them in Chicago a couple years ago. And they did put on a really dope show. But I've heard it's very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. They just get so wasted. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I know that's part of your deal. Right. Your art, but... I know that you have songs about literally being drunk, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't need to see it. Oh. Yeah. The Bravery is one of those bands that stands out where I think they were at the mm. Rave. And I really loved it when they came out with their music. It so I think it was like around the time like Franz Ferdinand started. Oh, yeah. Started like the mid-2000s. And, yeah, mid-2000s. Yeah. And the dude was either like so drunk or just that was what he his thing was. Mm-hmm. It was not... It was not fun and it was really annoying and it's yeah. like this isn't New York City in like the late seventies. Right. Yeah. Maybe you are on heroin or maybe you're not, but yeah. it just it ruined it for mm-hmm. me. So there's like a that too. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely There's an art that. to being drunk on stage. Yeah, exactly. Art. You still have to be personable. Yeah. You know, you still and um another another one and they're like they were so cute. Uh, the Joy Formidable. Mm. They were. I saw them at Lollapalooza in 2016, I think, and they were super cute because like they were like they're like they're English and like they're just talking about like uh, I forget what the lead singer's name was, but she was like, we want to spread a a culture of of love and and joy and acceptance and and it kind of reminds me like have you seen Amanda Huff? Yeah, yeah. Um, how she does the same thing. She's yes. just so like she's so authentic with her nervousness yeah. and her shyness and her like gratitude. Yeah, she's very the way she is kind of reminds me how like the lead singer from the Joy Formidable was. But then like they start playing and they just get so into it like emotionally yeah. and it's just such raw and gritty mm-hmm. rock music, but um, but very cohesive yeah. also. Sometimes when I see Amanda Huff, I get like total Bjork vibes. Mm. Just oh, how yeah. far into her music she crawls. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to watch because it feels really authentic. Yeah. And that's kind of, you can't make that feeling happen for people. It just kind of does or doesn't. Maybe someone next to me is seeing the same thing but isn't feeling the right. same way. But man, that's just how I feel about Amanda Huff. Absolutely. She, big shout out to Amanda yeah. Huff. She's one of the best <laughs> artists in the city. Like, because mm-hmm. like she's, because it also doesn't matter what instrumentation she's going with that night. Like sometimes she's just plucking her ukulele mm-hmm. or whatever. And But she's still, you know, the vocal range will still be there. Yeah. Like the way she gets so like emotionally like indulged in her lyrics like what she's doing like mm-hmm. the crazy like mm-hmm. and but then she'll I saw her at the uh 88.9 award after party oh, yeah, yeah. at the Cooperage mm-hmm. and she had her full band there and it's just bringing that like chamber pop sound mm-hmm. like the fullest you know uh just the fullest like grand presentation yeah it was equally as magical, like whether it's stripped down or mm-hmm. whether it's like with that mm-hmm. full sound. She surrounds herself with some pretty great musicians. Shout out to Al so Kramer, Dan Dahl, mm-hmm. Pat Reinholds. Like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Yeah, she's so great. And she gives great hugs. She does. Which is important to me in yeah. life. Yes. And she's also, I, I admire how vocal she is about mental health and stuff like that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, um, so important. She, my friend uh, Salem, uh, had their birthday party at Company Brewing last weekend, and Amanda, uh, it was really fun and cute. It was like dinosaur themed emerald ball. Of course it was. Yeah, it totally had to be. Uh, <laughs> River West, you know. <laughs> but Amanda, uh, she had wine and closed the night out. And it was that exact thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it was, yeah, like, in terms of local artists, who are some of your favorites right now? Hmm. You know, that's a, that's one of those questions where like you've got all these this music you want and you walk into a record store. Oh yeah, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And then you forget everything you wanted. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. Um, Kaylee Conway, very excited about everything she does. I'm a huge Chris Porterfield fan. I think yeah. that kid is just brilliant. And um, yeah, there's something there's that happens like whether he's like somewhere singing three songs or a whole set where I will find myself like openly weeping 
mm-hmm. because it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love what he does. Immortal Girlfriend have a new single they out that do, I'm obsessed yeah. with. Love Immortal Girlfriend so much. Oof. Um, those boys are talented. I think Sister Strings are so Oh, they, they used to be my neighbor. They used to live two doors down. Did you get to hear them practicing? Oh, you have, like, your windows yeah, open yeah. And I'd, hear, I'd just hear Shanti, like, on her porch all the time. Mm-hmm. She's, they're so funny. I love Sister Strings. Mm-hmm. They have the best energy. Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah. I'd say uh, some of my favorites right now. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, I've been... So one of my favorite bands, uh, are you familiar with uh, Snag? Mm-mm. Oh, they're um, they're kind of like a, they're like a hardcore punk band that um, bring elements of like emo and and indie and stuff. But they're uh, they're some of the sweetest, nicest guys you could imagine. Uh, their music's heavily deals with uh, climate change mm-hmm. um, and like climate anxiety. Um, I had them on the show in October, and we just drank seltz- hard seltzers and talked nice. about the climate cult- anxiety. Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, I'll send you uh, their album. It's okay. fantastic. Um, big fan. I mean, classic. Obviously, mm-hmm. one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, his quiet release party at Shank Hall. I'll be there. That'd Are you gonna be there? I might not be okay. there. I'll I might come late. I'll get you an album. Okay. 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 Great. Yeah. Actually. I- Actually, do you have the vinyl already? I have the CD. Okay, but uh, it's a vinyl release. I okay, think, then which I, is kind of what makes it somewhat special. I don't even know why I said that. I don't even listen to CDs. I don't have a CD player, so yes, I will. <laughs> I have a CD, but it's being used as a coaster. Right? Yeah, it's just buried. In... <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be really lovely if mm-hmm. you could. Yeah. I might come late. Okay. Um, uh, Did you hear about Webster X? Yeah, Bony Ver. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, I really enjoy uh, uh, some some experimental like River West music coming out. Like Apollo Vermouth, she's amazing. I'll have to check her out. She's ambient. Okay. Uh, she plays in a new like uh, shoegaze project called Operations that just mm. dropped a really great album called Fog Museum. Is she a vocalist too? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's been around for a while, and then. Um, who else do I really like? Uh, Dogs in Ecstasy. Mm-hmm. They're so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Surgeons in Heat are mm-hmm. one of the best Milwaukee bands for yeah. sure. Uh, the Hello new- Death. Hello Death, yep. Mariel Elschwang and oh. the Visitations. Yeah, that Mary Noel album is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, like, they are, like, what they're doing in both projects is so vivid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so like avant-garde like mm-hmm. lot it's 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 hard to like you know that's why like i don't i don't really believe in genres like that either because it's like it's hard to put, throw into any category because it's just so different yeah um it's art yeah right it sure is uh i love saber and carlisle mm-hmm. they're a lot of fun they rock Sabra's a, hard. She's so awesome. I mm-hmm. love Sabra. I think she's training to be a DJ at WMSE right now. Oh. I think I saw one of Sid's posts, so I am so excited. I mean, I can't imagine there's another Sabra that's training to be a DJ, so right. yeah, Sabra, it has I can't to be. wait. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for your show. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's, there's so much, and quite frankly, I'm still discovering we could talk for like the next twenty minutes and nerd out about Milwaukee. Bands, oh yeah, which is fun for us, but maybe right. <laughs> so but everyone's like, everyone's like, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. That was good enough. Yeah, I will say though, um, uh, one of um, my favorite people in the city that I think everyone should get acquainted with. Can I guess what you're gonna say? Who? Oh wait, no. What if I'm wrong? All right, you. Twan Mac. Okay. He, he is one of the best guys in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, uh, you know, he's he's an elder statesman of the Milwaukee scene. He's been doing this since the '80s. Holly Tribe. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Classic golden era hip hop. Yeah. Right. So good. And he's still doing his thing mm-hmm. now. And like he, when I had him here, like it's funny because I I, I didn't even really have anything to say because yeah. he just talked the whole time. I started watching that interview and then I stopped it because I didn't want to know too much about this before because I just wanted it to be like a f- new experience. He, I, didn't he's want to- a, I mean, he's so kind because he empowers the youth, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he's very professional and like, you know, he just 
he he recognizes that there's a lot that holds Milwaukee's scene back, mm-hmm. but he also still perseveres and believes in it. Right. Um, and like um, he just has such a great head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's been through so much and it's just super sweet, dude. I I love Tuan. His Kappa nostalgic visuals hoodie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really dope. I I was gonna say. Um... Yeah, what I was going to guess, and I was totally wrong, but when you're talking about like one of the nicest people and people, I think Brett Newski. I'm excited to finally meet him in person oh. at the 414 Live thing. Dude, that kid is a hustler. He is like, you know, he's not getting rich out of what he does right now, although maybe he should be, but I think he has a very good head for like, he's just a people person, mm-hmm. and what he does, what he puts his himself through traveling the world the way he does, just so he yeah. can play and have these experiences, I don't think a lot of people could or have the constitution to do. So I like wish nothing but huge success mm-hmm. for Brett, but, um, and his music is fun, and if you're not into, like, if you're not connecting with his music, but you go to a live show, I think that's one of those moments yeah. where everything changes. Right. So, totally. shout out to Brett. Big shout out to Brett Newski. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of, like, Valerie Lightheart is an mm-hmm. amazing human being, too. Uh, all the folks over at N43 Records are doing yeah. amazing work with Lex Allen and Claire Pioneer and, mm-hmm. you know... I'd like uh, to see more Siren in 2020. Si- we need to see more Siren. Yeah. I think we need to see more Siren. This is Katie, we're looking at you. I know. This is like <laughs> our my Oprah moment. I'm saying it out loud, putting it into the universe, and hoping yeah. something will come back. Yeah, because she's also totally reinvented her sound, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see the direction she takes it. Also, one of the most unique artists I think needs a lot more recognition by everyone is Cola. Oh, Cola I don't mind it. Was is on, so I listen to it every day for like six months. It's so it's it's a really funny like it's a really entertaining tune, uh-huh. and the music video is great. Yeah. with Marina Dove. Cola yeah. um, backwards one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cola, <laughs> he tweeted recently. She's like, I lied. Like, turns out I have minded it this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) I love Koa Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a great dude. Uh, A really, really fun band that everyone should check out uh, that just dropped a new record. It's called Coconut Road. Hopper's Luck are Mm. young guys playing this fun, like, psychedelic jazz, like, tropical fusion Mm -hmm. thing. they played for my birthday show at company last month and they just we had a ball. Like nice. they are they're definitely one of my favorite bands too right now. Like there's like you said, we could go on and on and on. Like Genesis Renji, you know, yeah. Schleeberry, you know oh. some of the best people in the city that just Schleeberry naming her album Tampons. Right. Time oh. of the year time time of the month. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So um yeah. If there's someone that we didn't mention and you guys are watching. Please call us out. We love you. We do love you. But, yeah, we, you know, it's, and that's kind of the hard thing about any, like, when we're talking shout outs in general and, like, giving recognition, like, I would, like, I love doing it, but I feel bad because I always leave out something. Yeah, and it's just like a conversation in the moment. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, you don't really care passionately about somebody else. It's just right. this is the moment where it's This is who came to mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess as we close out, as we're winding down on time here, Dory, I'd like to hear a little bit about, like, what you look forward to in 2020. Like, mm-hmm. Both with personally, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of Milwaukee, yeah. 88.9's goals. Like, yeah. It's a loaded question. Yeah. Personally, um, I've got a lot of people in my life that I love that are getting married this year. It's exciting. And, you know, I don't think marriage is a... I've never... I'm married. I never grew up, like, dreaming of my wedding day. And if people don't want to get married, that's cool, too. Yeah. But... Being able to like celebrate with them on this day, like if that's what you choose to do, I'm so, so excited about. Um, so that, as crazy as it sounds, like I'm so excited. There's like five, mm. six people getting oh, married yeah. this year. It's going to be so dope. Totally. And then um, I get to do a little bit of traveling this year too. Okay. So I get to go to Canada for the first time nice. to visit my husband's relatives. Um, I might get to go to New Orleans for a work conference. I've never been there, so I get to combine like a week of work. Really with fun, fun city. Yeah, my sister went to Tulane, so we spent. Oh. I've spent some time in New right, Orleans. I'll be hitting you up for some like off the beaten path, fun stuff oh, to do. Yeah. 
Um, I think 88.9 is, is, you know, we're trying to figure out as a community radio station, you know, we, we aren't going to cover the DNC, like cover it, cover it because we aren't political that way, but how do we leverage, um, all the eyes from around our region, our state, the country, the world, how do we leverage what we can bring and help put into the spotlight of Milwaukee during mm-hmm. this time. So right now we're trying to work out like how how can we be a part of that in a meaningful way that is totally apolitical. Yeah. If it was the Republican National Convention, we'd be having these same conversations. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see kind of what shakes out there. Um, yeah. So that'll be really, really cool. And it, if we could play just our little bit of a part as a media outlet to get some extra eyes on the yeah. positive things happening in the city and those musicians that we talked about, mm-hmm. that would be like super success for us in 2020. Totally. Um, that's like, I'm glad you say that because like, like you said, like, <clears throat> I mean, obviously it's directly a political event, but uh, no matter anyone's po- politics, like yeah. it is... Like, it is, like, needless to say, going to be a huge cultural influx, mm-hmm. um, bringing people from outside to experience Milwaukee mm-hmm. and experience our culture and our talent and creatives of all kinds. And I think it, will, it is a great opportunity for a lot of artists that, you know, are both, like, both artists that work primarily in the city and mm-hmm. those that work outside of it a lot. like. Yeah. It will be a huge opportunity for mm-hmm. small businesses in general. Like, I think that yeah, like how how it can be leveraged to be become a platform that folks, you know, flocking in to partake in the DNC can walk away from Milwaukee experiencing yeah. like walking away with you know their new favorite song that came from a Milwaukee artist mm-hmm. or looking at or thinking about like oh. Like where they're gonna plan their next family vacation, yeah. or you know where they can recommend to people that like are coming to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. recommending them like their favorite restaurants yeah. or their favorite boutiques, or or you saw some visual art that was created for the campaign, and now right. someone from our city is getting hired mm-hmm. to make some bucks to do art somewhere else. Yeah. Like, it's so exciting, all totally. the possibility. A nonprofit getting highlighted and maybe getting some badly needed funding. So oh, right. I'm very hopeful I am too. of the shit show that is going to be Milwaukee <laughs> during the DNC. Yeah. Logistically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't own a car, but that would be a time that I would be, I would not, it would not, it would be a good time to not own a car, yeah. I would say, because yeah. parking is going to be a bitch. Yeah. Well, Dory, uh, I think that we did some great work here today. Uh, this was really fun getting to know you, Same. talk about music, mm-hmm. talk about 88.9, and talking about things we're looking forward to. Um, yeah, I, I share similar goals or things I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to. Uh, my sister, she's already married, but we're having the reception this summer mm-hmm. in Michigan. Oh. So I'm looking forward just to that. It's a good party to celebrate oh, yeah. love. Weddings I mean. are just blast. It's like the moment when people are giving their vows to each other that's like the most pure. It's like the most hopeful moment if love is is something you believe in like mm-hmm. where anything's possible and you know it could go lots of different directions but um, it's that one moment where I just find the pure joy and happiness. Yeah, so of course. Have fun at your party. Hey. That's good too. A good dance party. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you too though. Yeah. You thanks. too. Um... So, uh, as we close out, I, I ask everyone the same questions as we uh, are on our way out. So, uh, Dory, Zori, what keeps you up at night? Oh, my gosh. What keeps me up at night? You know, lately, it's been um, our recent purchase of um, Switch, Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> I guess, I mean... Uh, on a funny note, yeah. it's, it's that. But, um, yeah. you know, I just... I always want to help fix things. Like, if I didn't do this, maybe I would be some sort of therapist, although I don't think that that would have worked out for me either. But So what keeps me up at night is is trying to figure out ways to make people that I love happier. Because mm-hmm. I feel pretty lucky yeah. in life, and I'm pretty happy for the most part, and I just want everyone to have that. Now you're going to make me cry right at the end. <laughs> That's beautiful. Enriching. Enriching those that you love. 
Yeah, it does. It does, but in in the best possible way. Yeah. That and if I eat um, too much gluten. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I I have like no food in my house right now, so I I haven't had that issue. But I will normally I would because mm-hmm. I eat a lot of chips and snacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. What puts you to sleep? Ooh, um, I also have to have that ambient noise on. So it's either um, which Spotify just told me I am in the top two percent of Alt J fans in the world. Shout out to, to Alt J mm-hmm. and their fans. Uh, so either Alt J or um, it has to be like. Uh, Sick, like lately, it's Friends. Uh, the put sitcom. A, put an old episode of Friends on. It's kind of like comforting voices. I don't really need to pay attention to what's happening because I remember all the episodes. Right, but yeah. it just that'll put me to sleep. Totally, too. yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. I just finished uh, Netflix uh, Maniac, that uh, show with a. Uh, it's like that mini series with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Oh yes! Oh my gosh, that was so great. You watched it? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is Not kind of, what I expected it to be. It's a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. It you was, watched that before bed? That seems like fucked up dreams I, to follow. Yeah, I, I did watch a couple episodes before mm-hmm. bed, um, and it has been sitting with me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have to decide what to watch next, but I do like a show. I do love watching at the end of the day, and this also might be a weird choice. Cupcake Wars. That's. <laughs> Yeah, the weird Food Network competitions mm-hmm. for sure. I was going to say, uh, I do enjoy watching Adventure Time at oh, night. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's it, just perfect. And, oh. Because it is in itself a kind of like a show about like a dream world. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, but it's a happy, positive, fun, adorable dream world. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah, like. Speaking of which, I haven't watched it in a while. I, I do need to watch it. Catch up. I wish yeah. I wore my lumpy space oh. princess slap bracelet. Lumpy w- space princess. <laughs> like, oh my god, Mister Nice Guy. I would have totally <laughs> blown your mind if I would have been like, oh yeah, look at that. Or, that would have been amazing. Dang it. <laughs> oh dang it. <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. This was so a lot much. of fun. It was fun. Thanks everyone who watched the whole way. Yes. Go uh, do something more productive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do like uh, go outside, you know, uh, and uh, it's gonna start getting sunnier and warmer out mm. uh, in the next couple weeks, hopefully. So, um, yes, but uh, if you haven't already, uh, tune into eighty eight nine for uh, exciting community stories, mm-hmm. music you uh, need to discover, music that you didn't n- know that you needed to hear. Right. And uh, that's, a, that's our next T-shirt. Beautiful. 414 Live, also every Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. Hang out with Aisha, new uh, fun mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. All things great. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.